0: Way fair, every
1: style, every home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can follow me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. This show is presented to you by Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play, wherever you use your mobile devices. You can also use it on desktop. If you sign up using our link that you can find in the description to the show, or using the promo code GRID, you're gonna get a free wager inside of their pick'em contest. I go over uh, those pick'em's on Twitter and then also on our show, Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, yeah, you guys definitely need to download Underdog Fantasy. Be on there. You know, they got NBA best ball, they got NHL best ball. They have the Thursday night games, the Monday night games, Battle Royale. It's uh, it's honestly the. You guys know that I love the Underdog Fantasy platform. I would not be uh agreeing to sponsor it if i did not love it. Remember to use the promo code GRID. This is the week three fantasy football waiver wire show. And depending on the type of league you're in, I have to be honest, this uh it's it's really not a particularly good week for the waiver wire. You know, we didn't see a big running back injury. We did have Daryl Henderson get injured, but there is no there is no Elijah Mitchell this week. You know, the, the closest thing to that is going to be Corderell Patterson. But Corderell Patterson is, uh he, he would have been picked up in a fair number of sharp leagues rather cheaply last week. You know, if you play in a 12-team league, with your buddies, 16-man rosters. Patterson is probably out there, and he is definitely the top waiver wire ad this week. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna insult your guys' intelligence by telling you to pick up Tony Pollard, uh, Sterling Shepard, Rondale Moore, guys like that. You know, I, I I am going to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you play in a serious enough league uh, that you don't need to be, that you don't need to be told to pick those guys up. So let's dig a little bit into Cornell Patterson if he is out there in your main event if he is out there in you know your NFFC or whatever what what should you be spending on him so back to back weeks weirdly enough 24 snaps in a, on offense in both of those games 33% of the offensive snaps weirdly enough seven rushes in both games seven rushes for 54 yards in game 1 seven rushes for 11 yards in game 2 two targets in week 1 six targets in week two scores a rushing touchdown in week uh, in week two scores a receiving touchdown in week two and honestly by the way he could have had three because he was the wildcat quarterback on another goal line possession and he and Mike Davis ended up fumbling the exchange on uh, at the mesh point but I, I actually think he probably would have scored on that play so so pretty close to just absolutely uh, hanging it. On the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My thoughts for Patterson are that I would really want to have him on zero running back teams, you know, teams that are starting guys like Naheem Hines, James White. You know, maybe you were anticipating being able to use uh, Zach Moss, who does score the rushing touchdown last week, which, by the way, if Zach Moss was dropped, in any of your leagues i do think he needs to be re-added this week so specifically on patterson basically on on teams like that i it just i think intuitively it feels like he is going to have more of a ceiling than your uh you know your giovanni bernard's your Ramondre stevenson's even even uh you know the the charger secondary backs right roundtree justin jackson like he he is in a straight up uh timeshare with Mike Davis. You know, Mike Davis's playing time and efficiency uh you know went went down. So so in week one, Mike Davis 15 carries, week two, nine carries, Mike Davis six targets in week one, seven targets in week two, uh, down to sixty four percent of the snaps from 75% of the snaps in week one. I I basically expect that to continue. So Patterson, you know, and and uh Pat Corrain made this point on ship chasing the other night, which I think is important, but the types of bids you end up regretting are actually very rarely do you regret the Elijah Mitchell bids. You know, I, I do not regret any of the elijah mitchell Elijah Mitchell bids that I made in week one. i I actually think they were all fine. I think that he, you know, is benefiting from sermon, basically being useless to Michael Hasty suffers the high ankle sprain. Uh, but even if he, even if those things didn't happen, Mitchell was used in a way that was consistent with the waiver wire dollars that we spent on him, where you kind of end up getting yourself in trouble is making a lot of $5 bids or, you know, translate this to the FFPC, lots of $50 bids or lots of $10 bids or lots of $100 bids to translate that. like Those are the bids actually that end up not panning out. You know, the, the better bid is to bid do, you know, $1 on guys who can see themselves increasing in role you know, bid a dollar on Samaj P. Ryan, a uh, bid, a dollar on Kylan Hill, bid a dollar on, you know, carry on Johnson. And, and we're going to talk about the the guys that the 49ers signed here in a little bit, but so that kind of the way I'm thinking about Patterson is that uh, I, I would have much rather added him everywhere last week. You know, I, I, I would have, I would have much rather, wanted him on my teams last week at his cost. Like I will be making some bids on Patterson this week for, you know, 10%, 12%, 15%. But those are going to be on teams where I'm really trying to paper over the holes at running back. Like, like I said, this, this feels like a week to be more conservative with our free agency acquisition budget in, 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 pretty much all stakes. Now I also, and I bet you guys have teams like this too. I have teams that just desperately Need running back points that are set up well. Otherwise, for example, I have a team in the NFFC Silver Bullet that I co own with Michael Leone, and on that team, Daryl Henderson is our running back one. He just got injured. We don't know exactly what the deal is with that, and our running back two was already a disaster. Like I, I, I believe we started AJ Dillon over James White, which you know, I, I mean, getting into the weeds like that doesn't matter. But the fact that we are throwing darts at the running back position. And suffered a running back injury, pretty much means that guys like Patterson are going to be uh, extra valuable, and, and just even eight points or whatever might be good enough. So that's it on Patterson. He is uh, he's our number one bid guy this week. Um, you know some of the other guys, uh, if if they got dropped or or if they are somehow not owned in your league, Justin Fields uh he added 31 rushing yards on 10 carries uh, did not look particularly impressive throwing the ball he made one incredible pass to Darnell Mooney and just one god awful interception just really no other way to say it it was uh it was a really bad interception but Fields does need to be owned i think even in 12 team leagues Sterling Shepard if he's somehow not owned in your league he of course needs to be owned 19 targets uh, uh you know uh 207 yards and a touchdown through two weeks Rondell Moore, like that's obvious eight targets 114 yards and a 77 yard touchdown sony michelle again that's obvious um if, if sony michelle is not owned in your league he absolutely needs to be owned he, he came in in relief of daryl anderson but like this is to me it's just kind of a waste of time talk about guys like this because I, again i assume i uh, i value all of your guys's intelligence and it uh, it is obvious to me that you guys are playing in competitive leagues. So, like, James White is already owned. Henry Ruggs is already owned. Tim Patrick is already owned. K.J. Hamler is already owned. Michael Carter is already owned. Uh, getting into the range of some guys who are maybe, maybe not owned in um, some of your leagues, uh, uh, Quintus Cephas had another good game for the Lions last night. In fact, I, I believe that he... Led them in receiving with uh, seven targets, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Actually, so Hawkinson slightly out-targeted him, nine targets to his seven, uh, 63 receiving yards, 66 yards for Hawkinson, a touchdown. Um, And then the you know the way that it uh, broke out for the Lions is that uh, DeAndre Swift earned five targets, only five targets for Amon Ross, St. Brown, Trinity Benson had three targets, Khalif Raymond had two. I think Cephas probably does need to be owned in most twelve-team leagues, uh, if for whatever reason. I mean, and and look, maybe you drafted Michael Gallup, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, and uh, you know another wide receiver who got injured. I can't I can't think of one off the top of my head, but maybe you really are in one of those spots where you You might just need like a fourth wide receiver to to go with one week, and you don't want to start uh you know uh some some shitty running back, so Cephas, I think, is like a you know a, a three to five percent bid, no reason to go crazy on him uh if Christian Kirk is still out there on your waiver wire after what happened uh in week one, again, seeming very unlikely that he would be out there, he did again play more snaps. Then Rondale Moore, 62% of the snaps, you know, four targets, uh, three receptions, 65 yards. And basically we just, I, I mean, I think even A.J. Green like desperately needs to be owned at, uh, at this point because it looks like Kyler Murray is just going to lay waste to the, uh, the NFL at this point. K.J. Osborne, uh, again, you know, backed up after week one, 81% of the snaps uh, in week one. Only 59% of the snaps in week two, which I, I said on the waiver wire show last week, I, I basically said, like, this is going to happen. They are going to be playing more of a second tight end. That's exactly what they did. They played uh, Ben Ellison on 26% of the snaps. They played CJ Ham on 25% of the snaps, and they played Chris Herndon on 20% of the snaps. So what that meant is that they were basically using a third wide receiver on a lower number of their snaps. now. I, I did not watch every snap of this game. It might be they had more short yardage stuff in week two than they did in week three, but basically I would imagine that Osborne is going to come off the field during red zone packages and short yardage packages while Thielen and Jefferson are going to play there. So again, I'm not going crazy on KJ Osborne. If if he is still out there in your league, uh, you know, three to five percent on one of my main event teams last week, we spent $54 on him. That was a team where We lost Judy. We're not uh, Odell Beckham was out. And I think that team might've had Gallup as well. So basically that's a team where uh, we might, we might need a little bit of help at um, a little bit of help, at wide receiver. Uh, JD McKissick may have been dropped in some of your guys' leagues after doing nothing in week one. He played 20 snaps in week one, had one rush, one target, zero receptions in week two, that flip flopped. He was the clear third down uh, uh, hurry up g- uh, guy. I mean, this was well publicized because they played on Thursday night. Uh, ben Gretsch was talking about it. Lots of lots of guys put out good information. But basically, McKissick was back in the role that he was playing last season. Four rushes, ten yards, and a touchdown. Six targets, five receptions, eighty-three yards. Uh, I I actually don't love McKissick. I, honestly, I I would add him if he was out there in any of my leagues because I am likely to need a player like that. But uh, you know, I I just am I'm not crazy I'm not crazy about him and I I wouldn't go crazy for him. Uh again, very desperate running back teams. Um Peyton Barber for the Las Vegas Raiders. He plays 29% of the snaps last week, 13 rushes in the win against Pittsburgh. I, I, I really would not go crazy on him. I think the most I would bid on him is like two dollars out of a hundred or, or twenty dollars out of a thousand on FFPC. Thirteen rushes, no targets. Kenyon Drake plays way more snaps. Gets seven rushes. Is targeted uh, six times. He plays seventy-one percent of the snaps. Just uh, Barber is like he, he, either he scores a touchdown or he's useless. And uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, might be back against the Dolphins in Week Three. Uh, a reminder that uh, Alexander Madison. Should should be owned in all leagues, but if we want to go even further, right? We need to go to we need to go to the the one dollar guy theory, right? So little ankle sprain for Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison is going to be owned in all of our leagues, right? Like we know that. Um. So I, there's there's not really a point talking about it, but you know who's not going to be owned in all of our leagues either? Amir Abdullah or Ken and Wangu. Now I would imagine. That probably in Wangu, if something if something were to happen to uh, Madison while Dalvin Cook is injured, I, I I find it very unlikely that uh you know I find it very unlikely that they would just turn it over to Amir Abdullah, who like at this point like we we have just seen we have seen the whole deal with him, and they have uh, running backs on their practice squad. They have AJ Rose on their practice squad, who is really good in the preseason. Uh, they have uh Jake Vargas on their their practice squad. Now I, I literally do not know anything about him. And also I'm wrong about Nwangu. So uh take that, reverse that. One dollar bids on AJ Rose or Amir Abdullah. I, I do actually think that for running back needy teams, you, you can make uh worse plays than that. Quiz Watkins has the ninety one yard reception, two catches, 117 yards. I I think that we just want uh some Eagles players at this point. So, you know, he is uh he is a fairly interesting one. I also have seen uh Darius Slayton on some of these waiver wire lists this week. I I I would not be I would not be I even in even in the FFPC main event. So Evan Ingram is going to be coming back. Galladay is just going to demand some targets at some point. So I I just would not be that interested in that. It is really, uh, it is really a brutal week out here. So the last guy that I wanted to mention is uh, Jake Funk, who is the third running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Not, not a great athlete, like actually probably a pretty bad one, 5'10", 204 pounds. He is uh, 23 years old, 4'5", 4'40". You know, uh, you know, basically just a a very average guy. But Jake Funk, this is true. He actually came into the game before Sony Michelle did uh, in their week two game against the Colts. And then when Daryl Henderson got injured, they turned it over to Sony. Also, Jake Funk is their kick returner, which is weird considering his athletic skill set, I, I would, I would not have expected that. And maybe that was only like a one game thing and they will, they will revert from that. But I'm throwing out loads of $1 bids on Jake Funk, because if Daryl Henderson is forced to miss any time, it just, doesn't it just feel unlikely to you guys that, um, that Sony Michelle is going to be like a, an 80% snapshare guy. Like he just has never really been that. Um, According to Sean McVay, Henderson is dealing with a rib cartilage issue. That sounds like something that could get worse, right? Like if he plays through that, that sounds like something that could pretty easily get worse again. Uh, I, I am not a doctor. You know what? What do I know about anything? I know very little about anything. But that that one sounds to me like it would be worse. But yeah, guys, just not a great week on the waiver wire. This would uh, this would be a good time to add start adding guys for uh, for look ahead stuff. Make some one dollar bids on running backs. Also, we we can start to shake out some of the guys on our roster. Right, we can cut Giovanni Bernard. Uh, honestly, you I do think you can cut Ramondre Stevenson. I know that seems crazy, but I think you can. I think you can cut Devontae Booker. You know, I I, I think that, and and also um, teams with strong wide receivers. Like if you started out with like two wide receivers in the first round. And you also have like Debo Samuel and Mike Williams. Like if your wide receiver group looks really strong, I think this is the time to start cutting guys like Rashad Bateman, guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, your, your second tight end. You know, if you took multiple tight ends, like for example, I'm cutting Donald Parham on a lot of my teams, you know, just, just really no reason to keep guys like that um, on the roster. So that uh, that is gonna do it for us here for the uh, for the waiver wire show this week. Uh, you know, I, not uh, not a, a banner week, of course. If you guys have any questions for me, you can always find me on Twitter at Davis Matic and uh, make sure to download Underdog Fantasy promo code Grid. Get on the app, be playing in the best ball streets, be playing in the battle royale, be playing in the Pick'ems. and uh, I will uh, I'll be back tomorrow with our DFS game by game preview.